Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Hello and welcome to Talking Harness. It's uh, Friday, so that means Talking Harness WA and Gloucester Park Harness Racing tonight. And we've got a big 10-race card and our man Scott Bomber-Hill has got a deep dive into a, a couple of races and find uh, some winners and see if we can get some of that tab touch money. And uh, we're going to talk to uh, Ryan Warwick about how he's going to, how he sees the, the Bond camp and, and the pecking order and whether that's changed going to the Retrovision Fremantle Cup and the, the Tab Touch WA Cup. And uh, we're going to talk to Michael Gurren about the New Zealand Cup. As always, the first Tuesday in November is the, the race that stops the nation. But if you're a harness racing fan, it's the second Tuesday in November that we get excited about the New Zealand Cup. And uh, a very good uh, welcome to, a big welcome to Glenn Mortimer. How are you, Mortz? Morning, Rads. Always good to be here. Another big Friday night at GP tonight as we count down towards the Retrovision Fremantle Cup and the Tab Touch WA Pacing Cup. Should be an exciting few weeks coming up. Barrier draw, very important. Another super win last week uh, by the Bull, but mm-hmm. Shockwave was very gallant uh, in defeat. He just continues to draw outside, so the draw is going to be important. Thought the run of Jack Farthing was full of merit, and uh, trainer Justin Prentice will be hoping he can make the cut for the big races. Training and driving double to Aidan DeCampo last Friday and last Monday. Plus, I believe, Rads, there's some big names stepping out to the Byford, Byford trials, trials on Sunday. Sunday, Jay Prentice actually going to Byford, so that's yes, that's 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 something you might even see Glenn Mortimer there on Sunday and Michael Radley. But as we uh, get into uh, the New Zealand Cup coverage, copy that is a two dollar eighty favourite on Tab Touch ahead of Self Assured at three twenty, Spankham four twenty, and then out to the fixer, the former winner at eleven dollars into the double figure runners. But uh, copy that he cemented his favouritism with a a really good run at Ashburton, a win, a win at Ashburton. And let's hear that before we get into Michael Gurren. They're about to turn for home. Copy that leads a neck on self-assured. Spankham about to come out of the 1-1 from Ashley Lokas. Still copy that leads a half. Self-assured trying. Spankham came up three deep. It's the North Islander though. Copy that leading the flying stakes field. Two lengths on self-assured. Spankham can't get them. It's copy that though. And Blair Orange in the lather up flying stakes. He is too good. Copy that won it. Beat self-assured. Third in Spankham. Fourth I think the fixer. Yeah, copy that. Uh, we spoke to Merv Butterworth here a month or so ago when he was very keen on getting him into the open class company and he's taken that step. And as I welcome Michael Gurren into the program, uh, Michael, first of all, welcome to uh, to Talking Harness WA and uh, it's going to be a, a big day on Tuesday. It is, fellas. Uh, good morning, Mick. Good morning, Morts. And hi to everybody in WA. I'm glad to hear you guys are at this stage coming out the other side of the COVID nightmare and going to be joining us in New Zealand with 
you know, no restrictions, hopefully soon. That's important for Tuesday. It's New Zealand Cup Day, of course, as you mentioned. And there's 13 races for anybody who's never been to New Zealand Cup Day. Sometimes the crowd gets upwards of 20,000. They've had to restrict it to 12 and a half, not because of any restrictions themselves, but because they were unwilling to put in the temporary stand and some of the infrastructure you would need to support a 20,000-person crowd, just in case restrictions came back in and therefore they couldn't get the money back for them. So it's going to be a New Zealand Cup day with a difference. There's not many Australians there. There's only one trotter and the trotting free for all. But I think we've got a couple of pretty serious horses in the race. I'm not going to say it's a, a superstar field, but I think self-assured and copy that are very, very good horses. And I think Spankham's been a really good horse for a long time. I think there's enough depth there but I think the market depth is gone. I think people are only going to come for one of two horses. And by Tuesday afternoon, Perth time, the question is going to be, are you in camp self-assured or camp copy that? Is drawn barrier one in the stand start, Mick, copy that? Is that a positive or a negative? Because if you do miss it away or skip a little bit, Barrier one can be a bad position. We've seen it over many, many years. I mean, Fred Kersley still has nightmares <laughs> about uh, about the great Pure Steel missing the missing the start in 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 the Inter Dominion. Can Barrier one uh, be a negative for copy that? Uh, only if he misses away, and there's no evidence he will. He started from Barrier one twice this season, both times off a handicap, once ten metres and once thirty metres, and both times he was backed in a handicap off barrier one, in a really claustrophobic situation, Mick. Situations where you would have thought, look, he could lose his rag here and I'll forgive him. And both times he stepped away cleanly. He wasn't super quick away, but cleanly enough that it wouldn't concern you. He does have blue orange, of course. So what you would think is if even if he's in the top five away, he should be able to push away from the markers. I don't think anybody's going to be blue orange down on the inside if he doesn't want to be there. So... Unless he has a change of his mental attitude from what I've seen this season, I'm not worried about it. What's more concerning is self-assured. One of two things will happen with self-assured. He'll either gallop away, in which case he almost certainly can't win the race because he'll be giving copy that too big a start. Or B, a lot of people forget this, in the Auckland Cup back on New Year's Eve last year, he actually stepped to the lead. And he led, and if he did that this week, well, he becomes the horse to win. I know it's a strange thing to say in a two-mile race, but literally the first one of copy that or self-assured to get to a position to challenge for the lead will probably win this race. Yeah. Mark Purden took the step of putting self-assured on the unruly, which is our ODM in a stand start. Is, has he come off that <clears throat> now? Look, he's come off it, and I think he was had his hand forced by the race you just played the replay for at Ashburton. The Ashburton Flying Stakes proved to them that if copy that leads, they can't afford to give him a big start. They can't afford to give him any start, really, because there's not much between the two. So they didn't want to be having copy that's drawing the front line and we're drawing the second line off the unruly, or ODM as you call it, and therefore we're going to be giving him 15 lengths because that's game over. But I'm not sure Mark's entirely convinced the horse will step he just realises he can't afford to give away a start. So he stood up to the barrier tapes at the cup trial on Wednesday night, but then he bobbled again. So I think at best they're 50-50 to think he'll step away cleanly. And even if it's cleanly, 
is that still going to be faster than copy that? I'm not trying to demean the field because Spankham's a miracle mile winner who ran second in this race last year. But it's it's just really hard to see in my mind how if either of these two top horses leads, they get beat, unless the other one's sitting on their back, which seems very unlikely. So uh, I'm going to back copy that, or correction, I'm going to pick copy that on top because I think he's more likely to get that role. I think 2.8's getting pretty close to the mark for a horse who, if self-assured, gets in front of him, will probably beat him too. So you can make a, a case if you're a percentage punter that maybe you could back both and you're backing each of two, $1.60 if you want to get that way inclined. But it, it's not a maiden race at Benjara. It, it's the <laughs> New Zealand Cup. I'm not going to be taking each of two, $1.60. Mick, it's uh, Mort's here. Great to have you uh, on the show today. The um, the carnival there in New Zealand, you had the, uh, hopefully I pronounce this right, the Kaikoura uh, Cup, which is running. That was the pretty most, good. That was yeah. pretty good, Mort. Good, thank you. And <laughs> it, it, it's running the most uh, on the most picturesque harness track I've ever seen, and looks like a great uh, carnival atmosphere. And then on New Zealand Cup Day, you get twenty to twenty-five thousand people, which is, you know, almost unheard of here in WA, unless we've got an Inter Dominion final. So, what's so special about this uh, this last couple of weeks um, in New Zealand harness racing? I think as the, new, there's, as the Melbourne Cup shows, as compared with the Everest, history is a really hard thing to play against. I mean, Peter and the boys in New South Wales have done a great job with the Everest, but the Everest still doesn't resonate like the Melbourne Cup does. It doesn't matter what the New South Wales media tells you, because the history of the Melbourne Cup is just so heavy. It's so enormous. It's, the, it's, it's a gigantic thing. And this is very similar for this. If you say to people who live in Christchurch, and Christchurch is not dissimilar to Perth and where it is and, and the way it works and, and almost even the demographics of the city, if you say what's the biggest day of the year, it's Cup Day. Mm. Trotting Cup Day is the biggest day of the year in Christchurch. So that's something which is really hard to replicate, and you can't convince people that's what you want it to be. Everest isn't the biggest day of the year in Sydney. Their fireworks display on New Year's Eve probably yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So once that resonates through people and it's passed down from father to son and, and people from around the country plan to go to Christchurch for Cup Week or people from Australia, Mick Radley would be one who would love yep. to be there. People plan to go to these things. It just builds its own momentum. And it's a very strong harness racing area, Canterbury, and that region of the world. But they actually have a gallops day for the Galloping New Zealand Cup, which isn't a great race, but it, it's, it's a good race on the Saturday. And there'll actually be more people there this year because they have no restrictions. But when you talk to Cantabrians and you say Cup Day, yeah. they mean Tuesday. It's not a public holiday. They just take the day off work. They just don't turn up. <laughs> they, it just means Cup Day means Tuesday this week. And I doubt that will ever change. And then you follow it up on the Friday with the uh, for Paces free-for-all and the um, Dominion Trot worth yeah. uh, a Group 1 worth $270,000 as well. So it's just a, it's a big couple of weeks in um, New Zealand harness racing. Well, it's not dissimilar to what you guys have when you have your feature races in December, then they dovetail into the winter bottom of the railway. It's a lot easier to get on a plane back in the old days and hopefully in the future from Sydney or Melbourne to go to a carnival where you know you're going to GP Friday night and you know you're going out to the Gallops on Saturday. It is a lot easier to do that. 
And you can sell this carnival to people because you can say on Tuesday you can go to the Harness. There's a good gallops meeting on on Wednesday. The Greyhound Cup's on Thursday if you're that way inclined. Then you can go to the gallops. Uh, the gallops again on Saturday and the Harness on Friday. It's a lot easier to sell to people to go to a smaller place when you can do that. I don't think that's one of the great strengths of you guys moving your Frio Cup and your WA Cup to December. Yeah. In November, December window, because people like me, for example, will go, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Perth for that. That sounds cool. Whereas just going to Perth to go to GP or just going to Perth to go to the Gallops is slightly less attractive because you're not getting the cut, the, the cover over crowd. So that's the great strength of Cup Week is you can go there on Monday and there's something to do every day. Yeah, it's certainly a great week. Mick, um, have you got a best bet for us on Tuesday? There's a couple that are going to line up and just win, and they'll be awfully short. I've got a silly one for you here, and it's not silly to say that it, it, it can't win, yeah. but it's Forms 0, zero, zero <laughs> and it can win. Okay. And it's I reckon it's $15 with tab touch. Horse called Fabrizio. Okay. It's in one of the support races, the junior free-for-all. It's been going right-handed, and it went to Kaikoura and didn't handle any of the tracks. It'll handle Eddington. It's half a chance of leading, and it's very backable each way. So if you're having a bet in the New Zealand Cup, I think copy that wins. If you're looking for some spice, Mark Shard's got a place chance. If you're having a bet in the trotting free-for-all, Majestic Man's top tip, I think it's all about faith. We'll probably lead and win the size stakes. I think there's some cracks starting to emerge in Krug after a very long season. But if you're having one bet for the day, it'll be nice in early Perth's time. Fabrizio gives you an each-way play at big odds for those gallops punters who don't like taking the shorts at the trots. Race five, number one, Fabrizio. And it's always a great race, the junior free-for-all as well. Like, it, it, usually emerging stars come out of it or, or there's a great form line to come out of it. Well, they go very, very fast. And yeah. that's why you want to be against the marker picks. The one thing I'll say about Cup Day at Addington is this. You need to be against the marker picks. There's 13 races and 10 of them will be won from horses on the marker picks because they go so fast because they're so fit that they don't come back to them and the swoopers don't get into the race. I'm not saying it can't happen in the handicap trotting races, but predominantly you want to be in the first four starting the last lap and you want to be on the marker peg. So I hope everybody who gets up early-ish to watch the start of the day, um, just for those who are watching, Sky Television on both Sky 1 and Sky 2 will have um, a one-hour preview show coming out of New Zealand on the Cup, they'll preview every race. There'll be interviews with people like Mark Purden and Blair Orange. Now, the New Zealand viewers don't get to see that. That's going just to Australia. And I'll be on track for Sky Television throughout the day, and we'll try and get you all those interviews, as well as giving you some Australian odds and Australian bits on things. So Sky Television, um, TRB's main channel, they are putting more resource into this New Zealand Trotting Cup day than they ever had before. Michael? Thanks for your time. As always, it's a great pleasure and uh, hopefully we've found a winner or two and make sure you enjoy uh, Cup Week as you always do. Well, hold on, fellas. It doesn't work both ways. You've got to give me a winner for GP tonight. I need something, boys. What's the best at GP tonight? Just just to keep me interested. What is the best? Uh, Our man has gone race six, number six, Taruna Bromac, three units. It's his best bet of the night, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Our man, Scotty Hill. Boys, I'll take that as my payment for the uh, the show. (laughs) Have a great weekend, fellas, and enjoy Tuesday. Good on you, Mike. Mick Guerin, and uh, there's not too many better than Mick uh, no. or knowledgeable. He's, he's a media icon, and him, him and Adam have come through, and, uh, you know, they've, they've been 
standouts for harness racing media for for a long, long time. And and just before we go to the break, um, sad news during the week, um, Mort's uh, John McDermott, yes, who who's probably predominantly known as a greyhound caller in the Hunter Valley, but called all three codes and and was very close to my family. Started was a great mentor to my brother Greg and my good mate Timmy Newbold and myself. And um, sadly passed away this week at uh, seventy five. And there was a great tribute on the catching pen this week with uh, yeah. with the boys and. Um, yeah, the funerals today. I think Greg's speaking. So um, uh, to Sue and and Kylie and and the whole family, it's. Uh, uh, I think we all pass on our best wishes because certainly do. I don't think there was a better man than Macca. You know, no, he was a he was a great man. So yep. uh, as we go to the break, uh, copy that's favourite for the New Zealand Cup, uh, owned by Merv Butterworth and Merv. Another winner last week with Stroke of Luck, who's flying. He's in again tonight, but he won the Retrovision Pace Stroke of Luck. As we go to the break, let's listen to another winner for Merv Butterworth, Stroke of Luck. Always an honour, still back last as they corner. Better be Oscar, needs to respond. Patrick the Piranha, the outside. Stroke of luck, three wide. Then Jimmy yeah. Mackin has no fear in the straight. It's better be Ostra. Patrick the Piranha, stroke of luck, the outside coming hard. Stroke of luck, Patrick the Piranha come together. Then Jimmy Mack, but it's stroke of luck from Patrick the Piranha and stroke of luck. Stroke of luck is one for Vake. Makes it a double and beats Patrick the Piranha and third Jimmy Mack. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Saruna Bromack leads four metres, Valve on the outside, burning rubber the inside. McArdle's Gem's about to get out wider to try and run into the money. And then Charlie Allen, further back two is delight, always RJ, but the uh, second favourite's off and gone here, Saruna Bromack. Burning rubber left in its wake. And they're clear from McArdle's Gem and Valve Bomb, but Saruna Bromack is doing it well. Burning rubber's giving chase now, it's off the inside. Saruna Bromack in front though, from Burning Rubber and McArdle's Gem, and the two Smith runners are going to run the placings, but uh, Taruna Bromack races home to win well. Yeah, took an absolute bath uh, in the market. Taruna Bromack was unwanted. Got out to three eighty. Yeah, three eighty. But a, a cracking uh, Ryan Warwick drive found the front. I don't think too many people expected that, and then just got quicker and quicker and quicker. Ended up with a twenty-seven-seven uh, final quarter. And I uh, no doubt, as we welcome to the program, Bomber Hill, you would have been very pleased with that result. It was a cracking drive when he lights them up off the gate. It's pretty exciting. He rarely doesn't. He rarely misses when he uh, when he wants the front. My man Curly, and we're uh, here going to hear from him this morning. So looking forward to that. Yeah, just stay there, Bomber, and just, just breathe. Keep breathing keep because that's a big welcome to the program to Talking Harness WA to to Ryan Warwick. Ryan, welcome to the program. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you all? Yeah, very good. good. Your biggest fan is our form expert, Scott Bomber-Hill. But, uh, mate, congratulations. as <laughs> a great drive in Taruma Bromac, and he's going around to, tonight. Um, I think you took a few people by surprise with uh, straight to the front on, on Tuesday. Even even the trainer, I don't think, expected it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it, it was a, I don't know, it's just one of them races you do speed maps on, and it, it worked out well, but... Um, uh, Greg don't ask too much about tactics, so um, yeah, that was a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very good thing. Although I know one of the part owners backed it, and he was very happy when you when you put the handlebars down <laughs> down out of the uh, barrier drawer. Our guest, special guest host from last week, uh, our man uh, Robbie Gartrell, the running camel. Um, 
Mate, uh, we got you on today because as we're coming up to the uh, Retrovision Fremantle Cups and also the WA Pacing Cup, obviously you played a big part in it last year. And again, you've got to play a big part this year. Uh, you won it with Mighty Conqueror, the, the Pacing Cup, and you had a big hand with the Empiro and a number of races and Galactic Star. And we spoke to, to Greg Bond a, a month or so ago about where he ranked them. And we just wanted to see whether uh, your thoughts have changed uh, after a few runs for these horses. Uh, do you still rate Mighty Conqueror your, your best chance going into the Cups? Um, I've never really had a, had a ranking on any of them. Um, obviously, put them into groups would probably be the easier way. Um, Mighty Conqueror, he had a lot of issues last year, and we got we got pretty lucky with that the performance he put up in that um, pacing cup there. Um, this year's different because Chicago Bull and Shockwave look a lot better than than anything, to be fair. Um, I think horses with the most assets uh, would be Vampiro, Galactic Star. Um, probably Mighty Conqueror's a little bit behind them in terms of uh, adaptability, um, just because he hasn't done as much racing, we probably don't know enough about him. We know he's tough, we know he's quick, but but can he do it all in in one go? Uh, well, we think he can, but until it's proven, I, I'll, I'm not going to say he can or can't. Um, and then in the second tier, you've probably got yeah. I thought Bird Dance would have stepped up. He I, he gave me the impression at home and leading into it, he would have. He qu- hasn't quite yet. Um, and obviously, Ocean Ridge, Jimmy Johnson, uh, El Jacko fit into that category as well. So, um, a, a, as a, a driver from a different perspective, um, you, you look at horses that could draw a variety of barriers and give you the best result, and that probably falls to Galactic Star and Vampiro. Yeah, two very good horses who uh, Vampiro was excellent last year, just. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming out of the nine and just missing. But um, also Ocean Ridge, he seems to uh, have come back. His first up run was, was really, really good. And last time he was in, he, he showed a lot of promise. Uh, what's your expectations of him, uh, Ryan? Well, his expectations rely on, on people doing things with a pumpkin on their head, really. Um, because if it's run as a normal race, he, he, he just blends in. But yep. Um, if the tempo's upside down, he, him especially, and I, I would have thought probably just behind him is El Jacko and Bird Dance, that they're the ones that will adapt best to that scenario. Um, but I, he's a smoky. He's a horse that you wouldn't do form around him and worry about him, but if the tactics were wrong, uh, he's the one that's going to scare the most. Bomber, have you got a question for, our, for Ryan while he's on the line? Yeah, um, I was just, the question I had was, you know, which horse generally, you know, you've got an up-and-comer or one in the stable that sort of genuinely excites you and, and makes it easy to get up in the morning. Is there one that you can put your finger on, Curly, that um, excites you going forward? Um, well, the one you've probably already seen a little bit of is Poised to Pounce. He has a lot more ability than you're seeing, even though he's, he can be exciting, he does it wrong at, or he's not, he's not exactly a, a driver's pleasant drive but if he if he actually did it right uh, he could go a long way um, there's a horse at home at the moment you haven't seen called Minstrel 
um, who's doing okay here. So I think most of them you've seen, but um, I guess if, if just going back to your earlier question with with how they rank, if there was a horse I, I'd I'd like to be to be driving probably most of the time. I think Vampiro in the Cups has got the most assets. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's a Colin Brown uh, drive because he did so well with him last year. And with all the numbers, it's easy to keep people in seats regularly so that they know how they're going. They're not jumping up and off onto the next one. But um, I, yeah. I thought him and Galactic Star were the two. Before we before we let you go, Petrona Star, where does he rank? Are we going to see him in the Cups, or is it a year too early for him? Uh, you won't see him in the Cups. Uh, no, he, he had a pretty very well. He had a very good result season um, this year with the races we targeted and hit. So we were happy with that. Um, I don't think he's had enough starts to to be in that. I'm not sure to do him any benefit. Um, so he's. You'll see him just before the four-year-old races at the start of January. Um, but he's building up pretty good at home. Beautiful. Yeah, very exciting pace at Petronas Star. Looking forward to him heading towards the Retrovision Golden Nugget and all the lead-up four-year-old races. Should be yeah, should, should be, be cracking It's races. going to be a really good four-year-old yeah. season, like the Derby was. So, uh, mate, Ryan, you, you've given us a great insight. Uh, thanks for your time. I know you're busy there. You've got a lot of horses to get through with Greg and Sky, But uh, we thank for your time, and uh, we'll see you at GP tonight. Five one quick one, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bomber's got a question. It's, it's cool. a, it, it could go for a while. <laughs> no, no, quick one. Uh, best, best tonight. Who's your best drive, Ryan? Uh, I was pretty keen on on two, and they were Alfa Romeo and Taruna Bromac. Beautiful. All right, we'll that's talk about Taruna. That's good enough for us. Later on. We, we just tipped it to Mick Gurr and Taruna Bromac, so hopefully we're all right and yeah. <laughs> we might get a sling. Good luck tonight, uh, Ryan. He's my best tonight, Yeah, beautiful. All right, good on you, Ryan. Thanks for that. We'll see you tonight. Okay, thanks, Dan. There we go, Ryan Warwick. I know he's a favourite of yours, uh, Bomber, and uh, he's, uh, they're getting the results, the, uh, the uh, Bond team and Ryan, and uh, they've got a big hand tonight in that free throw. It seems to be... The Bond team one week and then Shockwave the Chicago Bull the next. And and, <laughs> and and we'll see how they marry up as we get towards the Fremantle, uh, the Retrovision Fremantle Cup and the, the WA Pacing Cup. Um, let's get into the first race we're going to get through tonight and it's race number three, the Westside Auto Wholesalers. And we have the Tab Touch Market. It's there you go at 480. Rebchenko at 61. Talker up at $5. Liam Neal, $8. Mara's Ace Man at $5. Redlock Rockstar at 26, Roman Aviator at 26. Whose idea was this at $5? Be on guard at 91. That's the front line. Off the back line, Armour Indy at 420 and favourite, and Quick Stride at $15. Bomber, the first race we had to look at tonight is race number three. What did you come up with here? Yeah, actually, like uh, the mare here, talk her up. She gets a lovely grade drop after chasing home. Lord Roscoe, Patrick Piranha, stroke of luck recently. And uh, I think there you go. He's the leader. Uh, he, he has handed up uh, recently when challenged. And Emily may have a bit of a look early. And he, you know, if she finds the front, I can't see a way they can beat her. But most likely she's going to have to sit in the breeze outside of there you go. He's not a horse that's going anywhere near his top. And it's been a long time since he broke 58 on the way home. And she can run 56 on the pegs, which probably equates to a 57 in the breeze, which is, you know, she's going to really enjoy sitting outside him and uh, he's not going to have a very big kick 
around the corner. I think she can hold uh, Armour Indy, who's a big danger, in on the pegs. And, uh, yeah, she's going to be very strong to the line. Yeah, I agree with you there, Bomber. Just a quick look at uh, the final word. And um, Stuart McDonald said that uh, whose idea was this will appreciate the driver change. Good on him. <laughs> um, so what's the uh, what's the staking in this race then, Bomber? <laughs> Uh, just a one-unit bet. Uh, she's around the five-dollar mark on Tab Touch, so uh, yeah, hopefully she can kick us off on a good right. leg. Good, okay, it's good way to start. Five dollars on uh, Tab Touch, and whose idea is this? Being more supportive with the driver change, eight, eight fifty, <laughs> eight fifty into five dollars. As we get on the break, let's hear how the the favourite Army Indy went last week. She was pretty good lobbing in front. She'll have to do it from behind this week, but uh, it was a big win to Armour Indy uh, last week. 28-8 the next quarter. Armorindi by two or three metres to better start dreaming. McArdle's gems out wider. And then Q-Town Rippering sightseeing ample with an inside run in the straight though. Armorindi is clear. McArdle's gem the outside is trying hard. Q-Town Rippering goes to third then better start dreaming. But Armorindi does it well all the way and Armorindi bolts home to win nicely from McArdle's gem. Third home is Q-Town Rippering and fourth better start dreaming I'd say just from Jack William. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Coming off the back, though, and doing it well out in front. It's Chicago Bull from Shockwave, Jack Farthing. El Jacko gets up on the inside, and then came Volton Tin, and further back is Bletchley Park and Argyle Red as they corner around the bend. Chicago Bull from Shockwave on the inside is Jack Farthing, and then came El Jacko running fourth, but doing it well over the final stage of Chicago Bull. It is clear. Holding second, Shockwave. The inside trying to get through is Jack Farthing. In front, though, Chicago Bull doing it well, and Chicago Bull has won from a photo, Jack Farthing, shockwave. Yeah, he was too good again after drawing one, Chicago Bull, but gallon in defeat was uh, shockwave. And if you reverse the draws, and we might see it in some of the bigger races, uh, it's, you might have reversed the result, but uh, it's going to be great coming into the Retrovision Fremantle Cup and also the WA uh, TAB Tab Touch Pacing Cup. And speaking of Retrovision... They're one of our great sponsors, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC members save an additional 5% every day. Loans 123. Who do you see? Loans 123. Car loans, debt consolidation. Contact Steve Sill at loans123.com.au. Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry. Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better at Bayswater Mazda. Corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads. Uh, down the road. In Bayswater, just down the road from us, Morts and... As you said, they've got some great specials uh, uh, always on cars. The Mazda or a service. Three. Yes, service. Fantastic. And our good mates at Steel Blue Boots. Built for comfort, made for work, 730 stockists nationwide. And we're going to see our man at the trots much more often as the team ramps up that he's got plenty of shares in. So yes. we're looking forward to that at Steel Blue Boots. Certainly are. All right, so let's get into the next race. We're going to um, look at this is the, the I'm the Mighty Quinn. It's a Group 3 and it's over the 2,130 metres. And Tri Royal Brigade at 370 in from 420. Beach Skipper is at $81. Anvil Rollover at 23. Blue Blazer at 71. Bolter 23. Radiant Amper 21. Extradite at 71. Outer Intrigue at $6 in from six fifty. Hasn't had a lot of luck, this Outer Intrigue. I think it's going to win a race uh, very soon, as soon as it gets a barrier draw in its favour. Uh, nine is a scratching, and on the back line, you've got Euphoric Moment at six fifty. 
The return of the very, uh, very good, too fast, too serious. 2.40 into a $1.95. Galante at 26. And uh, the, t- the two emergencies in, uh, Regal Ambitions at 81. It'll get a start. And the other emergencies, Headline Act at $17, may not get a start. Bomber. Our favourite, too fast, too serious, returning to the racetrack, $1.95 and well supported. How did you see it? Yeah, he's a serious horse, all right, with a you know an extreme turn of foot. But uh, I just on the sort of race fitness edge, I've, I've gone with Tri Royal Brigade, and, and he looks a leader um, and pretty comfortably, really. I think he can run a you know 37 plus lead time here, and that's going to hold him in good stead for, for later in the race. Um, he's been chasing home perfect major his last couple, only beaten two metres when they ran home in 55.8 a couple of starts ago. And then last start, he went back to near last and uh, perfect major ran home in 55.9. He still, he made up, he was 20 metres off them, but he made up three or four metres on the replay. And, uh, you know, that's good enough when you're running 55.9 and he's off the track. He's going to be on the pegs tonight. The other horse is going to have to come three or four, maybe even five wide. Um, no doubt he, you know, he's, He's an extreme talent, too fast, too serious. But um, on the with race fitness and, and sitting on the pegs in front, if he can dash home in a in a fifty six, going to make it really, really hard. Uh, euphoric moment will be on his back. He's going really well. Just needs a touch of luck. And uh, yeah, as you touched on, outer intrigue. He's leading up to a win, but horribly drawn tonight. So I think uh, Trireal Brigade gets his chance in front. So taking on the uh, the very uh, classy, too fast, too serious. Nice price at $3.70. What's the staking plan in race five then, Bomber? Yeah, another one-unit bet. He's, uh, yeah, I've got no doubt that Too Fast, Too Serious is the best horse, but, you know, just first up from the draw, going to need a little bit of luck. So, um, yeah, we'll stick with Trial Brigade. $3.70 on Tab Touch. The next race we've got to look at is race number six, the Better Your Bet with Tab Touch. It's over the 21.30 metres again. And we have Mr. RD at $4 and solid. Alterret, this has been supported $4 into $3.30. Charlie L at $91. A boy named Rosie at $23. I'm Rock and Roll Magic at $10. Taruna Gromack, we've mentioned it a couple of times today. $2.25 into $1.95, your favourite. Bad Round at $7. Celia's Command at $34. And Blackjack Jack rounding up the front line at $61. On the back line, we have Always RJ at $26. Jillaby Jake at 41 and Extreme Prince at 26. But uh, we we passed it on to Mick Guerin. This is your best bet, uh, Bomber. And uh, he won on Tuesday and he's been well supported to win tonight. And no surprise, he's your best bet of the night. Yeah, very keen. He's, he's the best horse in this race, no question about that. If, if he draws one or two here and is the is the absolute leader, he's a ten chance. And I just think he... The speed he showed on Tuesday is probably enough to cross uh, out of Rhett, who begins OK, but he did gallop from the two-gate here a few starts back as well, so he's no brilliant beginner. Um, if Curly gets across here, there is just no way they can beat this horse. He'll just keep running time, as he did on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. sorry. Uh, just looks dominant. Um, yeah, straight to the front for me and wins. Yeah, couldn't agree more with your bomber. And uh, looking at the the movement in tab touch into a dollar ninety five, looks like Mick uh, has already had his uh, put his bet on. Been good support, and like you say, if he drew one or two, he'd be a dollar ten. So, uh, on that um, scenario, what's our staking plan in this one then, bomber? A three unit bet. 
Yeah, he's our banker tonight. Three unit bet for sure. All right, so there you go. Taruna Bromick, the best bet of the night. A three-unit bet for our man, Scott Bomberhill. Scott, we're going to take you into overtime, so stay there because we've got to come back and preview one more race after the break. But as we go to the, go to the break, uh, Colin Brown's uh, produced a couple of nice two-year-olds in the, in the last uh, couple of weeks. Joel Lean broke through at Pinjarra, and American Armour made it uh, unbeaten a couple on end uh, on uh, Friday night, and uh, it was a brown quinella, but she looks... Uh, she looks pretty smart, American Rama, as we go to the break. Getting up on the inside is Captain's Beach Babe as well as they come to the turn. And right off the track is Jolene as well running on. But American Armour raced away. 29-6, the next quarter race is well clear. Better Beach Bell goes up on the outside. Also running on is Jolene and battling away is Testerado on the inside as well. And coming through is Benasari Lane late on the scene. But uh, American Armour is going to bolt in. And American Armour races home to win it well. Second home is Jolene. Third, I think Better Beach Bell just... This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton and Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton and Michael Radley. Off the back straight in 28.9. Copy and paste puts away Stormy Skies. But now, here comes the ideal touch. Without the Taz into the clear, beginning to stretch home. An even deeper Warriors Legacy. Round the turn, the ideal touch surges up to copy and paste. Then without the Taz, Warriors Legacy down the outside. Copy and paste. The ideal touch come together. The ideal touch doing the better work. Warriors Legacy flashing late. The ideal touch clinging on. Warriors Legacy charges. Got it. Right on the line. Warriors Legacy at yeah, it was in the last race and all the talk was around the Gary Hall Senior Stable with Master Publisher, the favourite, and just ahead of um, Copy and Paste and also uh, Ideal Touch. But in the end, it was Jocelyn Young getting up on the outside with uh, Warriors Legacy to spoil the party in the last. Trained and driven. Yeah, and Jocelyn. owned. And owned. And owned, yeah. And owned. So, um, yeah, it was a, a, a great performance. But I'll tell you what, it was a really good run by um, Ideal Touch uh, Bomber. Um, he's he's got uh, plenty of wins in front of him as well. Yeah, he's he's also had a few question marks on, but he keeps stepping up to the plate, and he was very good again in defeat there. Yeah, I think uh, when Gary Hall Jr. elected to drive it, um, everyone was with Master Publisher originally, and then that sort of evened out the betting a little yeah. bit, and, and in the end, uh, Junior, yeah. he doesn't pull the wrong rein too often. No, that's <laughs> for sure. And uh, no. he's, he, gives, he gave a good line for punters, uh, for punters last week, but just Jocelyn... Came down the outside and spoiled the party. It's actually the last race we've got to look at tonight. Race number 10, the Catalano Truck and Equipment Sales Mobile Start. Again, over the 21.30 metres, and we have a look at the Tab Touch market. Ideal Red, $11 into seven fifty for the pole marker. I go Red. Jimmy Mack at $5. Happy as Larry is the favourite. It's two forty and steady. A touch of success at 14 Eloquent Mack at seven fifty. Rock me over 31 Patrick the Piranha at 3.30 and Tyler Brett at 26. You have the favourite Happy is Larry, who's just a favourite ahead of Patrick the Piranha, but good support for the one Argyle Red. Which way are you going here, Bomber, in the last race? Yeah, I'm, I've been waiting for Argyle Red to come up with a draw in the right class and uh, you know, he's been chasing home you know, the bull and shockwave in 54 halves, which he, he's not capable of, but... You know, in saying that, he he has been breaking the 55 himself in those races, and while his figure form looks pretty ordinary, 
he's going pretty nicely, this horse. And uh, last time he got to lead in this sort of class, he, he led, just dictated and, and ran away and won by about seven or eight metres. So I think he can hold up from the pole if they desire. There's nothing that can cross him if he wants to lead. Whether or not they want to take a sit, I'm not 100% sure. But I'd love to see him roll along in front. And I think he can give us a big kick. And, uh, yeah, he can send us home a winner, I think. It's a great race, this last race. Compact field, but there's some, some real good chances. Uh, and good to see Morgan Woodley uh, driving um, Argyle Red as well. He's uh, a very good front-running driver. So good odds um, as well, Bomber, $11 into $7.50. What's our, uh, what's our staking plan here in the last? Yeah, I, I had him around the sort of 4 or $5 mark. So, yeah, he's a one-unit bet. I think he's still almost double his, his bright price here. Uh, the horse is going really, really well. Take no notice of his form. Yeah, it's actually a really good race to, to finish the night. It probably yeah. might have, should have been probably race eight or nine. Yeah, no, so, it is a great race. Uh, yeah. It gives us something to stay up for, a eh, bomber. And uh, uh, you know, yeah, I like. We know you love to go home with that last winner. That's so. right. That's right. You, you feel like you've got money in your pocket when you're back the last winner, even if you've lost. <laughs> you've yeah. lost on the first nine. <laughs> you've got money in your pocket, and that's and that's it's all about feeling, as we know. <laughs> In that, uh, in that last race, just looking at the final word there, which is the publication from Timmy, uh, Timmy Walker. Timmy Walker, our man. Tab Radio, uh, Rob McDonald, Argyle Red. Great draw for him, should go close. And Dylan Edgerton Green on Tyler Brett. Have to pray. So <laughs> looking for a miracle out there. But should be a should be a great race. Uh, Patrick the Piranha, a bit unlucky last week. Yeah, here and, we go. You'd think he'll be... Going forward and putting pressure on at some stage, but yeah, yeah. so it should be a should be a great race, great way to finish the card. Bomber, it's a, a beautiful day up in Broome for you. We've seen the pictures. We'll let you get back to it. Excellent, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, have a great night and good weekend. Have yep. a great weekend, Bomber. Yeah, man, Scott Bomber Hill, one of the best form experts in the business. Uh, Mort's been a big show. Always great checking, uh, chatting to the great Mick Guerin. Um, he's, he's a wealth of knowledge and, and very smart uh, punter and, and always steers the punters in the right direction. And, and Ryan Warwick almost fell off when he said poised to pounce the horse that he gets up yeah. in the morning for, but there you go. Yes, I think we probably both had Patronus Star yeah. at, uh, on the tip of our tongue that he would come out and say that one. But, look, it was great to hear from Ryan. The Bond camp is uh, going to play a big part in these next uh, three or four weeks with the Retrovision Fremantle Cup and the Tab Touch uh, Pacing Cup. Exciting times. Yep. Just can't wait for these races coming up at GP no, Reds. And, and really important, the barrier draw this year. The barrier draw probably didn't play as major part last year. Van Piro being able to cross from the outside and a few other few other uh, permutations. But this year with Shockwave and, and Chicago Bull, probably the real two dominant horses. Yep. Um, and, and the Bond horse has probably not gone quite as well. But, uh, Mortz, thanks for your time t- today. It's been great as always. Great to be back, and uh, hopefully we've found a winner or two for everybody. Thanks, Rads. All right, thanks, everyone, for your time. And uh, until next week, it's bye for now. This is Talking Harness in WA with Mortz and Michael Radley. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 